Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have SCP-3288. So yeah, it's going to be another SCP entry that we're discussing today. Uh, so get ready for some kitchen work. Um, this one was suggested to us by Charcoalman, one of our lovely fans. Um, old Charcoalman. Oh yes, him and his nightmare fuel artwork. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, doing God's work. Yes. What God? Well, we'll never tell. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, a God. Um, so SCP three two eight eight is is on SCP Foundation, obviously. So you can go check it out there. Uh, it was like first. It seems like it was first posted uh, by Metaphysician uh, in 2017, according to the history thing. Uh, if anybody wants to correct us on that, feel free. I will change up the. I'll, I'll fix that in the description if something comes up. Uh, and I guess we'll dive into what the this this particular SCP is. So, 3288 is a, a Keter class. Um, which I think it was uh, removed from a Euclid class, according to the object class uh, on the uh, the book or in the uh, on its article. Um, a the safety containment procedure for it is basically um, uh, the population. Uh, there should there, they have, there's no population, or it's like a population no less than twenty nor greater than thirty individuals is to be maintained at a human containment site two eight two. And like any further ones are to be terminated um, because they uh, run the risk of uh, entering or triggering a SK class dominance shift scenario. So basically a doomsday scenario um, where they just wipe out the human race. So it seems pretty bad. Um, and as we get into the description, they're basically a highly predatory species of, of humans, or humanoids. Um, that all exhibit uh, a, a r- wide range of um, malformalities and, mu- and de- uh, deforming mutations as a result of um, uh, inbreeding, uh, severe inbreeding. But they don't have any of the negative connotations that seem to uh, accompany that, like stillborn and... Um, uh, like all the uh, the things that happen when you do inbreed, um, like they don't have any of the negative issues, unfortunately. I'm gonna say they have infertile. some negative issues because they mean, have okay, like no they, legs. Ne- they and have shit like that. Yeah, there are some negative issues, um, but I mean, like or in just terms being of the, disgusting. The, uh, <laughs> the thing, the, the the negative things that I mean that are negated are basically the things that usually stop, um, like those malformed uh, individuals from like continuing to breed and and continue on in in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, they still get all the other like weird mutations and malformalities um, that associate with that kind of thing, but unfortunately, they even have like a high infant rate and like so like basically a high breeding rate as a result of uh, mm-hmm. not having any of the the the, the problematic things or the uh, yep. yeah. Anyway, um, the the foundation 
became aware of it uh, when investigating reports of missing peoples uh, in Vienna back in the 80s. And through a, an investigation, I'm not going to go into like full details because, it, man, there's a, quite a, a, a debriefing of this one. Um, but basically, they were investigating missing peoples, um, like a high number of missing peoples in Vienna, and they discovered these subterranean um, humanoids that were coming up to the surface and picking off um, uh, people that were wouldn't be missed necessarily. Uh, and when they investigated the layer of these things, they discovered a basically an underground version of the palace of Vienna um, for the Habsburgs. And basically, like a hun- a population of like hundreds of g- these like subterranean humanoid monstrosities um that were all like parading around like nobility and after a brief confrontation they managed to um wipe most of them out and contained um a handful of them including their their alpha species or their alpha uh alpha individual the leader and they were also able to acquire um documents and other artifacts uh, from the site before burying it in cement uh, and locking the uh, the the, the survivors um, away in at that human site 288 um, or sorry 282 uh, so then we go into like we got some interviews of the of the alpha um, and basically it's like a diluted um, uh, it's got a delusion of like nobility and grandeur. Um, so like the interviewee had to use like certain like, like terminology to he refer to himself as a king. So yeah, like, oh, you're a nobility as well. Yeah. Yeah. He refer- like the interviewee used, uh, used himself as like, Oh, I'm, I'm <clears throat> king. Uh, it's like, Oh, you and a fellow, imp- a fellow ruler. I see. And you are quite superior as you have me in quite a pickle. <laughs> like that kind of like talk. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Though it was in like kind of a a a, a a socialite dialect of of German or Austrian, um, that this creature was using, and so yeah, basically they they discovered that this these things had been uh, living down there for like since the the early Habsburg eras, like seventeen hundreds, um, and have been. Yeah, just living down there and picking off the uh, uh, people for food. Um, and then we get excerpts from the Journal of Leopold I, which basically kind of shows the decline or the the rise, I guess, of these creatures and the decline of this part of the the Habsburg family line. Um, as uh, the Leopold I apparently went in and was uh, used, uh, with the help of a uh, a witch of sorts discovered um occult sciences that could uh help uh bring up the um the bloodline or strengthen the bloodline of his family um while also unfortunately causing mutations uh, as a result of inbreeding but again they removed all the the issues that come with inbreeding such as like infertility and uh short lifespans but keeping all the other mutations um and then there is a more recent encounner with a creature or one of these creatures um, in 2016 
where they they hunted down uh, this creature in the Black Forest of Germany, tracked it down to a derelict hunting lodge, and uh, and captured the creature while rescuing um, uh, one of its its victims. Uh, there was a handful. There was nine bound women in this in this cabin that this creature had been like kidnapping. Um, one of which was still alive. The other ones displayed ruptured lower abdomens and evidence of partial cannibalization uh, from within. Um, and the the woman that was that had survived um, had a uh, swollen at lower abdomen, and it was throbbing. And the woman was screaming to the operatives to uh, get these things out of her. Um, so the, she was rushed, or she was uh, brought in to, via helicopter. Uh, to for extraction, but uh, the helicopter crashed mid-flight, uh, like not even five minutes after the flight. And uh, out of the remains that they found at the wreckage, uh, there were four fetuses discovered, and they exhibited the same kind of mutations as SCP-3288. So that's pleasant. Um, moving right along to SCP, uh, the 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 next SCP entry or interview, which was with SCP-3288. 6971, uh, which basically just kind of confirmed uh, what some of the documents they had recovered uh, had suggested that there were more of these like vaulted underground hives of these creatures and that they were, uh, they, they, the, the, the SCP Foundation needs to like hunt them down. Um, that's, that's about the, the gist of the, the this SCP entry. If you want to know more about it and read the thorough debriefing details, uh, I advise you to go to SCP Foundation and check out SCP-3288. Cool? Sound good, guys? <laughs> I mean, we don't need to do it. We've already read it. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, grammar acquisitions, we don't really have one, right? Yeah. Do. You do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Grammar in yellow. Yeah, then, I guess. Guy, then go ahead. I don't yeah, care. I don't care. <laughs> so right at the get-go, says uh, an SCP-3288 population, no less than 20 nor greater than 30 individuals is to be maintained at the humanoid containment site two, uh, 282. Yeah. When I read that, it sounded kind of off. I had to read it a few times. Reading it out loud, I kind of punctuated it enough that it sounded right but just reading it in my head it sounded weird okay um what i suggest doing is like an scp 3288 population of no less than 20 or 30 because just going population straight to no less felt weird or go okay. no less that. than 20 or no less than 20 nor greater than 30 scp 3288 individuals are to be maintained at humanoid containment site 282 Gotcha. Yeah. Just if it like completely rewrite it a little bit because it just felt off. Just for like better clarity. Yeah, basically. Okay. Then this next part is a little uh, contradictive to what it said. It says, uh, or at least the way I read it, anyways. Behavioral studies that require SCP-3288 to SC-3288 contact are to be conducted with the utmost caution. ST. SCP-3288 are to be terminated where encountered and disposed of per hazardous waste protocols. So okay. those two yeah. sentences kind of sounds like 
So if anyone finds SE, SE, if anyone finds 3288, they're like supposed to just terminate it immediately and dispose of it. Yet there's still instances where people would want tests, but even though the rules are to kill them immediately. So the way I kind of inferred that was the they're still studying the ones they've captured because those are the original ones that they they were able to they they kept alive for study because this is a brand new species kind of thing. Um, and then the other sentence is basically uh, any SCP-3288s in the wild <laughs> are to be terminated because they 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 risk the uh, the issue of an SK class dominance shift. <laughs> yes, but hence my note here, okay. hence my rewriting. Sorry. Okay, like behavioral studies that require S three two eight eight to three two eight eight contact are be con- to be conducted with the utmost caution. All other three two eight eight are to be that are encountered are to be terminated and disposed of. So that's saying, like, okay, there's some that are alive, but if you encounter any more, they are to be killed. Because yeah. the way it sounds like, it sounds like all 3288s are to be terminated, like, including the ones being studied. I, I get it. It's a little semantic, but yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Like, some clarity, I guess, could, could help get rid of that semantics. <laughs> but that's all I got. Okay. Um... I guess we'll go on to the actual thoughts and kitchen segment of our episode. So, if you'd just like to take uh, come over to us with the uh, to this segment of the uh, of the podcast room or the podcast space <laughs> to our kitchen where we have a, a vast variety of ingredients. <laughs> um, and for those of you who, who who don't know what we're talking about with the kitchen segment, um, basically we for SCPs since there's not much of a uh, like sometimes with SC, most of the time with SCPs, um, there's it's it's a lot of fodder for like doing stories or even like game scenarios if you're into the art like tabletop RPG stuff, like I am, and and also a lot of the time there isn't a whole lot of actual story. It's just yeah. that this is the creature described. We have him. Yeah. That's it. You know, so that's where the kitchen comes in. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm going to start off here actually with a quote from the, oh, well, I'm not going to go into the full details of it, but for uh, this is from the description. And so it's talking about like how SCP-3288 designates a high predatory species uh, or subspecies genus of Homo. Um, the creature displays a number of abnormal characteristics and behaviors that distinguish them from the baseline species. Most common deviations include uh, a he- uh, acute hyperdontia, uh, gross mandibular prognathism. Uh, Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Fluctuating <laughs> facial asymmetry. Um, Dolichostinomalia of the Damn arms. Um, arachnodactyle and polydactyle. Um, Kip, uh, kyphosis, uh, abnormal muscle strength despite having the appearance of, sever- of severe emaciation, uh, albinism, uh, superior low light vision, and heterochromia iridum, um, uh, a reliance on both bipedal and quadrupedal locomotion. It, okay, so basically it goes down a huge number of very scientific words on that are basically like malform, like more malformalities that happen from inbreeding and incest and and disfigurements. And my my comment really is just as I was reading it, I was like, so and 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 each one of these, like e- like if you're like me and you're like acute hyperdont 
Macrodontia and Macrodontia. There are um, little hyperlinks uh, at the end of each of these words that helps explain exactly what these words are, which I thought was extremely yeah. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, like they give you, and they're like, yeah, it, it was just so like, oh my god, thank you. I don't have to Google all of these words. <laughs> We'd be here all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then like okay, so some of the other like like the 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 less some of the as the list goes down, you we start getting to this like acute photophobia. Uh, direct exposure to sunlight will result in both physical and psychological damage. Uh, mental instability, primarily characterized by delusions of grandeur and malignant narcissism, and an addiction to human flesh that takes on biological and psychological components. And so when I read this part, I was like, so this SCP is basically the Shadowrun ghoul virus in a way. Or you could even take it as the ghoul, as the necrophage um, ghouls, like, or like the ghoul virus or the, the ghoul uh, mutation or genetics in the Call of Cthulhu and Delta Green tabletop RPG. Um, I don't think ghouls in anything are as like disfigured as these are no you haven't i haven't thrown you guys like certain things in our cthulhu games and in our se in our shadowrun games like shadowrun ghouls um, this is fairly like this is if you read some of the details on some of the uh the other ghoul subspecies um that that have stemmed from the uh or the different ghoul strains that have stemmed from like the the ghoul virus there are some really weird and screwed up mutations that happen um also, ghouls in Cthulhu are very much like malformed, like kind of bipedal, but they can also go on all fours, um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and I was just my other, yeah. So like, it was just like, wow, this is like, but you guys have basically just described Shadowrun ghouls. I'm in. Like, I want to read more about this these these monsters and like, what more? Fa- Tell me your fodder game. <laughs> hmm. Let me let, let me let me use this for fodder for my tabletop RPG to throw at my my players. <laughs> um, so I just realized when reading over the description again. Yeah. Um, all the awesome art that Charcoalman's done. Yeah. Not albino. Not like oh, super pasty white. Uh, I mean, they're, they're re- to be fair, he he does put a lot of blood smears. <laughs> So oh, yeah, maybe 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 some of that pinkishness is just like the blood <laughs> that they've been like eating on <laughs> or dining on. Entirely possible. Yeah. Um. And so uh, another another thing here is like uh, after so this is after that description we get uh, kind of a little bit of a blurb about uh, basically a debriefing. Um. So Agent Cyril Novak and Diana Fisher were dispatched to Vienna in order to determine whether or not a number of unexplained disappearances were also or were of an anomalous nature. Uh, interviews with law enforcement and government officials reveal that human remains belong to three individuals had been recovered, but that this information was not released to the public due to concerns of causing further panic. These remains were promptly confiscated and delivered to humanoid containment site 282 in Graz. Um, so first off, uh, yeah, right here, like, this is a debriefing of a Delta Green game. <laughs> like, straight up, like, or, like, any kind of, like, uh, tabletop game or, like, story where, like, or game, basically, where you have, like, an agency that is trying to keep monsters under wraps. Like, this is basically, like, how that, that would play out. Like, you could either use this as, like, a debriefing for the scenario you just played or as the um the kind of walk-in for the seed scenario. Mm-hmm. Um... 
one thing I do have to point out uh, at the end there, it says uh, it, we, this, I will say that this SCP entry is a lot less redacted than what I'm used to from SCP articles. I mean, not at all. <laughs> yeah, like, there are some some parts of it that are, like, under, like, access, which is great. But, like, this is just in, like, the main, like, description, basically. Like, right un after the, 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 the bodily descriptions of these creatures, this is, like, a debrief of what happens. And, like, we're getting, like, Humanoid Containment Site 282 in Graz. Like, we're getting a location. <laughs> We never get locations of places. They're always in. Re they're also. They're always in redacted land. Yeah, it, it, it might be a situation yeah. though because these are so dangerous. Yeah, it's good to know as much as possible so you know what you need to do with them. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and then here's one from uh, the field log three. So I'm jumping up ahead a little bit. And this is uh, so from field log three, uh, 1008, 1988. Uh, panic spread among the remaining SCP-3288s. Uh, MTF Sigma-6 would exploit this opportunity and employ three methamphetamines methyl okay. <clears throat> methyl fentanyl to render the SCP-3288 unconscious. Uh, while the arrival of reinforcements, the survivors were secured and contained at Humanoid Containment Site 282. The sheer size of SCP-3288 Alpha necessitated the use of a specialized crane and the creation of a shaft directly connecting SCP-3288-1, which is the home base or home layer of these creatures, to the surface. Following the removal of SCP-3288-Alpha, as well as all relevant documents and objects, SCP-3288-1 was filled with cement and reburied. And so I was reading this whole thing, like this this whole part of it, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely Delta Green because this is the kind. This is basically kind of like a, a subterranean underground dweller ghoul version of the raid on Innsmouth, which um, is elaborated on, sort of in uh, Lovecraft's uh, Shadow over Innsmouth, but is very much uh, kind of elaborated on in the early Delta Green material. Um, from there, so basically, where basically, like all the the half hybrid fishmen of Innsmouth, uh, were uh, the whole town was raided by the military, and the um, the survivors of the the hybrid survivors of the uh, uh, of the town were basically uh, sent to POW camps or like restricted camps across America, and the the entire town of of Innsmouth was like demolished or condemned and like wiped off the map. Um, so this is very much kind of like uh, I, I was getting those kind of vibes. It's just like I could just basically take the the radon Innsmouth and just replace it with these creatures um, by using like Google stats, borrow stuff from this and borrow stuff from that, and like it might be an interesting take for this if you were going to make this gameable. And so my next one uh, is from the excerpts of the Journal of Leopold the First when he's talking about um, uh, delving into like the um, uh, the occult sciences and like the darker things, and he meets this uh, this woman um, who is uh, of a beguile, almost beguiling beauty, um, and she is older than she appears, for she speaks with experience of a hundred lifetimes on subjects I had only just begun to grasp. Um, she is a creature of the wild, a living embodiment of all that is pagan. I am a stranger in her world, and I am afraid. So. 
I read this like the, these journal entries, and like as soon as we came up with the uh, as soon as it came up with this um, this woman that uh, that begins teaching Leopold about like the occult sciences and alchemy and such, um, I was reminded of a little monster that Caleb Stokes from RPPR um, wrote for a horror scenario called The Wives of March. Um, and that creature is called the Companions. It's basically a couple that have been around since the dawn of time because they keep getting brutally resurrected over and over again. And every time, um, to the point where, and because of their backstory, uh, or like their history, uh, and this like traumatizing, like painful resurrections that they suffer from their, uh, from their affliction um they've gone insane and they just want to wipe out humanity and they hate each other but they're bound to each other because every time that he um goes and and bunks up with with another person um the offspring is always her and whenever she goes and bunks up with somebody she always gives birth to he like basically the male and female counterparts like are inseparable despite the fact that they hate each other because of their long, like undying history. Mm. Uh, and every time that like the, the two counterparts like bunk up with each other, they end up kind of bringing in the dark monster that, that gave them this curse in the first place. Um, and so their, their whole, like the, the mythos scheme of that they have going is that they, they're all across the world, across history, um, basically plotting the demise of humanity because their 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 goal is that when ev- the human population is just him and her, they're going to like do a mass ritual to like wipe each other out, and then they'll finally be free of their curse. So I was kind of getting some vibes of this, like her, like the uh, the woman that's described in this story. I was almost getting vibes of like, oh god, it's her from the companions. <laughs> um, and like I I could almost see like doing a spin-off scenario of the companions mythos um where this is this whole like these like subterranean underground dweller like mutations and stuff are just kind of like were a uh like a side experiment that the companions have been doing um to wipe out humanity sooner so just kind of an, an idea that came from like my like my like kind of cross-pollination with like other game scenarios again like how the I did with like the radon insmith. I like I saw the radon insmith with this. I also now see like implementing the the companions entity as like kind of like the puppeteers of this whole scheme. Or I, like, I don't understand why the companions like why their goal is to just kill everyone. How is that going to stop their curse? You need, <laughs> you need to read their 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 backstory. It's a little fucked up. Um, but basically they they just want to end it, and they figure that. Um, the only way to end it is to bring their their ancient their, the, the alien god that like gave them this curse in the first place back into our world, and so it's also because they're they're they've been driven insane. Um, it so sounds like they can bring that creature into the world just by boning each other, bone yeah. each other. Then, but we got this. With the problem is like other, the yeah the problem is other agencies have kind of shown up in history and like put them down so now they've learned to be like more secretive about it so they're kind of like trying to like kill us in co- covertly <laughs> all right fair enough yeah um 
check out No Security by Caleb Stokes if you'd like to learn more about the companions and the horror and insanity that they bring. But yeah, so just kind of an idea again that came after I like heard about this uh uh this teacher that Leopold the First um uh learned under and like where he got all his like mad occultism and like alchemy from. Um I don't see the connection between the two, honestly. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I saw it, but like, because she's a woman of rare, like uh, beguiling beauty, which is generally what the uh, the female c- companion is all about. Um, she's also older than she appears, for she speaks with experience of a hundred lifetimes of, of of subjects that I've only begun to grasp, which is kind of their thing. So, like every time they're they're reborn, they have the accumulated knowledge of all the previous incarnations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like an ant, like, like they're kind of like that of like an ant, where like all the Every time a new uh, companion is born, um, they add on accumulative knowledge. Yeah. Um, so, like, basically, it makes them like super good at like almost everything because um, they've spent historical timeline, like historical time, um, acquiring knowledge and honing skills, and mm. that will just basically gets muscle memoried to the next per- to the next incarnation. Like they know kung fu when they're like a toddler. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they yeah. just don't have the muscle. They just don't have the um, like the the muscle manipulation because they're a toddler. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, like they're still human, but they have all the knowledge and know how of things. Mm. So, um, and so going on to my next one. This is actually my last one before we hit recommendation stuff and before you guys do your stuff. Um, so this is regarding the other documents recovered. Um, so one document of singular importance contains a list of vaults similar to SCP-32881. The Foundation has used this information to locate and neutralize SCP-3288 hives, but the document itself has been the cause of concern, half of it illegible due to mold-related damage. This means that at least half of these vaults cannot be located and will continue to be a significant threat to the public. I think this just speaks for itself like for a for like fodder for a game scenario like you could run just basically a vault slash bug hunt <laughs> like across Gosh, yeah. across like uh europe like where the habsburg empire existed which was most of most of the old world um like eastern europe western europe southern europe like parts of africa parts of asia just like yeah, you could just do a whole campaign where you guys are just like character, like part of an age, part of the foundation, or maybe part of like an agency that is hunting down the hives, um, and just dealing with different kind of versions of these hives. Like they don't, they they could be different. Like, um, they could have like similar some similarities in terms of like their like, uh, their like whole like weird subterranean mannerisms and, stuff. Yeah, mannerisms and culture kit and stuff like that or like they could have the similarities of being all nobility but they could be all different types of nobility because i did a little bit of research the habsburg empire went they had dominion over all of europe at one point oh, okay and, yeah. parts of, and parts of asia and parts of africa like like it's it was a pretty big empire um so yeah you could basically have like noble like uh like kind of you could use like different like kind of nobility traits and stuff from different like parts of the world. Um, or, and they could like, maybe not all of the, uh, the, the vaults or like these hive cities that they have underground 
are the same. Like maybe they are like more elaborate or they're more simplistic than the ones that we've already seen in this story or this entry. Mm. So you can have a lot of fun with that. I feel. Um, yeah. The the more I the more I read, the more I wanted to use this as fodder for for that as well as like the companions for Shadowrun with like do like a setup of like maybe not even like in the Shadowrun setting, but using the ghoul uh, stats and stuff of that for the, from Shadowrun, where you're just hunting down these like ghoul hives. Um, another idea is to run kind of like a, a pre shadow run game, um, either using, uh, limited shadow run rules or like a modern horror setting, like Delta green or something like that, and use the ghoul virus. Like maybe it was the, one of the first things to kind of like pop up in the fifth world rather than the sixth world. Uh, so when magic started returning, um, so like you could take this and use that as like kind of the, the baseline for like a, a game like that, where you're, you're trekking across the world, hunting down these genocidal ghoul monsters. Yeah, so basically that's uh, that's kind of what I, 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 I was able to mine from this game. Um, Either do of, it like, by official means, like you're a SWAT team basically going in SNTF style. Yeah. Um, or do it like, they, there's so many hives out there that they've outsourced to um, mercenaries. So like, you have like a paramilitary group. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh, can you imagine? Like, or like, heck, you could, if you want to even run it like without like, like no one having the like no one ahead of time having the knowledge, but you're just like a bunch of like like city police investigating a slew of like of disappearances, mm. and you're just mm. cops that stumble upon this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a problem. Or even worse, you're sewer workers <laughs> that stumble oh, upon one of the tunnels. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like that could be really interesting, like because it, it throws you like it, it adds to that horror angle of it, where it just completely tosses you in to that whole setting. So, mm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Mikey, uh, what did you uh, glean from this from this uh, this SCP? Do you what what do you bring to the table for your culinary pasta or creepy pasta? Um. Well, the uh thing that I had trouble with was uh, visualizing the monsters. So I took some time yeah. to figure it out. Okay. Because um, uh, SCP-3288 has teeth approximately six times the size of normal adult teeth. Mm-hmm. And they have disfiguring genetic disorder where the lower jaw outgrows the upper resulting in an extended chin and a crossbite. So, looked up um, basically what is the average length of a human tooth. So, the average length is between 16 millimeters and 26 millimeters. So, Mm -hmm. multiply that by 6, and you have between 9.6 millimeters to 15 or, or 9.6 centimeters. Yeah. Say, uh, that shouldn't be going smaller <laughs> there. Yeah. At 96 millimeters to 156 millimeters. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a monster though. Like it's a mutate, some kind of like weird genetic mutation. Yeah, it kind so, of coincides with my first note too, where I 
thought it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, Please so continue. Basically, if you, on the high end, if you have um, the a fifteen and a half centimeters per tooth, that's they're over, human teeth still. Yeah, they're still human teeth, and walk to have your teeth clenched. That's about the length of a ruler. It is. That is your jaw. Oh my god. Damn. So, uh, to me, that seemed a little ridiculous, <laughs> considering these are mutated from humans. Using occult um, sciences. <laughs> so, yeah. supernatural sciences. I don't think he's getting across... I don't, think, I don't think he's trying to get across that it's silly that it's possible. I think he means it's silly to look at. I'd still be fucking terrified if that thing was coming at me. I know it's that same old story. Like we, we've gone over that sort of thing we've before. Like the way it was described, it sounded like it's a Looney Tunes character, like some character with a huge underbite going like <laughs> with like huge teeth. Yeah, <laughs> like you know when a when a Looney Tunes character gets hit in the head, and his teeth all fall out a little bit, and it's like a freaking like someone's playing a freaking piano on his teeth. Like he's got huge teeth like that. I guess I don't know, like you guys are thinking like like it's like you guys are envisioning them as Looney Tune characters. I'm trying I'm envisioning it as like a in like flesh and blood, and that is like creepy as hell. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying to envision in flesh and blood, but the thing with with that huge of a jaw, like can they even open their mouth with how big their teeth are? Life finds a way. <laughs> it's just I like mean, the teeth are right. unnecessarily large for what yeah. they do. Hmm. You don't need a tooth that's 15 centimeters long to consume human flesh, which is what they do. So is this a case of like, um, the there's too many details for its own good? No, it's well, ridiculous details. It's, it's yeah. just like the uh, Harbinger experiment with DK mode. Oh, fuck. Is so that all oh. over again? Oh, God. You can have it, it arms. is. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, what um, if what if that Harbinger experiment was just like a modern day, like version of these creatures? My God, just in the future because they keep some of them alive to test them, and that's that's what. It oh, becomes. yeah. The Harbinger experiment's actually just a uh, uh, an SCP like test site. I can see it. God, but please continue. Sorry, Mikey. Yeah, uh, but it, it does sort of explain a little bit and I sort of made it a bit more believable. Um, so it says uh, with more than 60 teeth unevenly distributed over six distinct rows. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the Coneheads? No. Okay, hang on a second. Continue. I'll bring, I'll bring it up in a second. Anyway, so basically the way I visualized it was basically with checkerboard teeth. So uh, you take a checkerboard and the light spaces are, say, the bottom teeth on the jaw. And then the dark spaces are the upper teeth on the jaw so that they can up and down. So the when you close the jaw, it would only be max. Uh, 15-20 centimeters. I see what you're saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha. 
and still a big grin. (laughs) Yes, like that. Yeah. So like, yeah, they it's basically got like shark teeth where like they're different rows. Yeah. 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 Well, I I like my checkerboard explanation better. That's that's fair. Uh, And yeah, for the anybody who's listening, like yeah, we're I I just showed them a a a, a, an image of the scene from Coneheads where uh, Dan Aykroyd's character. Um, goes to a dentist, and because he's an alien, um, uh, when he opens up his mouth, it opens up, and he's just got like row upon row of like shark teeth, like kind of or like in, and he has to like expand his like flesh out a bit from his mouth to like get to the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't mm. know that was a thing. Yep, never seen that movie. It's a good movie. It's a fun. It's a it's a comedy. Um, because it, yeah. it originated as an SNL skit, <laughs> but the uh the alien um. Uh, the alien physiology and culture of that movie is like kind of funny and and a little creepy. I could tell. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, and uh, also reading the uh, the footnotes and whatnot, I ended up on DK mode for. <laughs> yeah, because they're albino, long armed, hunched back, with unevenly distributed checkerboard teeth, with aversion to the sun. That's basically hmm. the description that I got after figuring out all the footnotes and whatnot. Yeah. It's actually a lot of descriptors. And all the descriptors are common yeah, had, things. Well, but yeah, I don't know there's if, like various things. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if the common list is like every single one has at least all of this plus potentially other shit. No, I think... Or it's like these are... like You might have one or two of these features. Yeah, no, I think it was like I think it said like ver- the like each one like they have like a variable version of these from the list. So I think it's like that there are like it's not like they're not like clones of each other, or copies of each other in terms of like they're like oh. all the same like stuff. It's like because like that's how that's not how mutations work um, in like deformities and in, in mal uh, mal like uh, malformalities. It's like usually like um, kind of just a, a pitchpodge of different like malformalities. Maybe okay, I might have to go into grammar a little bit then. Oh, no. Maybe this section should be later a little different because all of them are scared of sunlight. Sun hurts it. They're all mentally unstable and they all eat flesh. But if all the other things are roll a dice and that's what your, your morality table is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like some of them are always a thing. Yeah. I They're probably see- all albino because they all live underground. They never see sun. Yeah, they all have low light. They all have um, a, pho- a photophobia. They all have, um, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of stuff that they have that are staples, and then there's a bunch that are like various degrees of this. Yeah, but because it wasn't sectioned out, I kind of imagined that they have all of these things. Like, yeah, they all have at least these things with potentially their own unique um, deviations on top of them. Fair. I guess that is a a strike against this uh, this SCP entry, mm. unless that is what they were trying to go with. And I could be completely wrong. Maybe they are all supposed to have all of these these mal uh, malformalities, and mm. it's just DK mode That's all the way down. Evolved. That's what they've evolved into. <laughs> yeah, there's still some oddities outside of that. Yeah, yeah, they're all DK mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody, somebody. That that's what the the alchemical uh, like sciences all did. They basically just cracked the the DK mode in real life, in reality, <laughs> or in genetics. Everyone likes DK mode in Goldeneye. 
what if we made it for real? Oh God, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Cut to like the 17th century or the 16th century or like whatever the 1700s is. Um, it's like Leopold the first is like, no guys. Like I was like, I was like, I was like, sir, you've, you've created monstrosities. Like, I mean, I know it's a little scary now, but trust me, your ans your, your descendants are going to love it. <laughs> oh God. Why? I have foreseen through my my wise and beautiful uh, witch that she has seen into the future in DK mode is glorious. <laughs> She's seen into the future and it is DK mode. <laughs> she can only see up until the N64's life cycle, however, so Yeah. God damn it, I thought I was oh I thought we were done with the DK mode for that story. Never. And then it came back like a horrible like a plague of monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Just living underground in vaults. All right, I think I've, I think I've, I think I've touched on the nose enough on that one. Mm. <laughs> uh. All right. So uh, continuing on. Yep. Um, the the weakness to uh, light found interesting, and uh, it reminded me of uh, Alan Wake. Yeah. Oh, the darkness. It, but, but but it's not the darkness. It's just creatures that are having aversion to light. Yeah, it's basically like um, vampires. <laughs> yeah, uh, like biological. Like how like because there's a bunch of movies that like treat the that as like an actual like thing. Like I think uh, Blade actually does it like that pretty well. But also yeah. like the the monster the ones from uh, that Will Smith I Am Legend movie where like they can't mm. as soon as they like go into the sun they start like bo- bubbling and their skin starts like bubbling and like and uh and burning up because they're that sensitive to it and i think that is actually a condition like it is uh, photophobia is an actual condition that people have um or that that people can have um like i, I think but the majority of these are basically like real life like malform conditions they're just brought to like the nth degree or like to the, like a super degree Hmm. kind of makes it creepier yeah that's all like these are all real things what happens if we just like throw all of these into this in the kitchen sink into um, a singular entity oh god why (laughs) yeah interestingly enough you can get a 32,000 lumen flashlight for uh, less than a thousand dollars less than a thousand dollars I'm sold (laughs) Holy shit. Three dollars. <laughs> Damn it. It's actually just thirty-two dollars because it's thirty-two thousand lumens. <laughs> they pay you by the thousand lumen. Mm, nice. Uh we like to have fun here. Yeah. Mm. Keeping with the timeline, like you could have uh peasants and Whatnot, bobbing against the the houses, and fu- coming on, finding these uh, creatures. <laughs> yeah, like I could actually see that um, game again. Another gameable kind of idea for this. I could see this being run in uh, Zweihander um, because it's back in <laughs> Leopold's time. Yeah, basically, yeah, because that's that's around the time that that game is like like the the time periods that are like ideal for for setting that RPG in. Um, and you you play as like you're not playing as like mighty fantasy heroes in that game. You're playing as peasantry, <laughs> or 
or is like you like there's a whole like table on the yeah, like a whole like hundred hundred uh uh hundred point table on in that game where you just like select occupations of that time period like rat catcher um town guard chicken uh, chaser um, apothecarian like like all kinds of like basically just like everyday peasant jobs mm. <laughs> and that's your class <laughs> essentially so yeah i could i could definitely see this being in zweihander and just running a like a zweihander game set in 1700s or like maybe even a, like slightly younger or like slightly um maybe a little bit more modern like maybe like in the the 1800s or like the early 1800s or like just before the uh the industrial revolution kind of thing so they've had time to affect their mutations and such yeah exactly mm. yeah 100% i could see that yeah that'd be interesting mm -hmm. i might have to run that someday guys get ready well, to learn well. a, get ready to learn a new system <laughs> Don't worry, it's percentile. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my other note here is that they're basically just vampire cannibals. Yeah, basically. Oh. Really what they are it, or to me is like they're basically um the fear of like the rich and powerful, like noble noble family, <laughs> like the super corrupt, like rich family. Yeah. They're that they're that peasant or they're they're that like kind of that that fear that a lot of people have of like the rich, <laughs> except instead of like that that common term of like eat the rich, it's the rich eats you. <laughs> well, they're in Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. In Soviet Russia. Well, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the uh, uh, the Habsburg fam or uh, empire probably did um, creep into uh, into Russia at some point. So, mm -hmm. and uh, there is the. Uh, old rule that royalty has to marry other royalty, so yeah. there's been inbreeding for years. Yeah, this is definitely playing on a lot of like, um, like stuff from like history, like historical like issues. Like again, like blue bloods is basically like you 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 uh, you um, breed with within the royal within nobility to keep the uh, the bloodline strong. Like, and that's a big focus of this. This sub this like society that these creatures have is like that their blood is strong and like it will purge out the uh, the the surface dwellers like the peasantry or the meat as they call us. Mm. Yeah, no, it's very much like monster making or like monsterifying or demonizing um, like the old the old uh, rich nobility because like look what they've done to themselves. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's about all I have. No, I, I think you. I I can kind of get behind. Like it is kind of silly if you try and think about it in DK mode. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, I also really like the idea of like that, like playing, like doing a game or a story where you're like the peasantry that come across this stuff. <laughs> like throw out, like get rid of all, get rid of modern technology. You have to deal with this for, uh, in, with pitchforks and torches. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that just amps up the horror of that. So, um, all right, uh, gamer, what do you got? What have you? Uh, what what insight have you uh, not shed light on yet? Mm. With the 30, too much, honestly, because I've been yeah. chiming in whenever you guys talk about something that I was going to talk about. Um, I mean, it's kind of the nature of the beast. Uh, that's fine. Um, I like how when you open the field logs one two three, it says access granted. That's field, that oh, that is weird. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, 
I wonder if that's like a new thing that some that they've they've been adding like as a result of like the SCP Foundation like growing and developing. Hmm. Also, we're in like this is I just realized yeah this is three two eight eight so they're they've got three thousand entries. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So we're never so, going to run out of SCP entries. No. <laughs> you could be specifically just SCP. Like, that's what we do for the entire podcast, and we'll never run out. Yeah. Tonight on El Dente, uh, El Dente Rigamores presents SCP Safari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get to the part where the soldiers are going through the crypt and everything, and they find the huge sealed door. Then they immediately go, we should open this. I don't know what made them think that they should do that. Because their whole idea was they were going down there to try to locate uh, the SCPs and get them out. But like, yeah. if it's a huge sealed door and it doesn't look like it's opened in centuries, opening it could just make things worse. See, I thought it was that... Being it... said, okay. it wasn't explained that it hasn't been opened in centuries. So if it if it explained that um, there's this huge door that's sealed, but it looks like it, it was opened very recently, then okay, they probably went there. Yeah. But I it doesn't go into that explained. detail. Yeah, because I thought I had read that like it couldn't be opened from the uh, from like their side, but it could be opened from the other side. So like that's why the creatures were coming how they were coming in and out. Like they were basically opening it up, leaving it open until they came back and then closing it again. Um, yeah. And that, when I get through and read everything, that's what came of it. But um, it didn't really, from the get-go, it I didn't envision a door that's been actively used. I envisioned, yeah. like they're in a crypt. I envisioned a door that's covered in cobwebs that's never been opened in Yeah, years. like, when, when we got into that crypt, I, I kind of, like, thought that, like, the sarcophagus, like, the, okay, so we're dealing with, like, liches, or, like like creatures that, like literally like literally like cannibalistic vampires because they've got crypts and then like they open up the crypts and it's just like these horrible malformed like skeleton babies i was like oh okay that's this is not it all right and then they've got the and then we got this door yeah the door it literally just says at the far end of the crypt was a vault door composed of bronze with no apparent means of access and seemingly impenetrable without proper equipment the door displays the house of uh Hab, Hab, habsburg uh of arms and was in with the word blah 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 but it doesn't go on to explain anything about its current condition oh, okay but yeah. that's why i just kind of i'm like okay the entire crypt is all crypt like and never touched so i'm assuming this is crypt like and never touched so why would they open it yeah yeah that's so, okay. yeah they could use a little bit extra detail there yeah i guess that's Sort of a grammar related thing. <laughs> I don't um, know. I'd, I'd call it, I mean, yeah, it could be either or. Like, yeah. Sort of some, sh- this is some shoddy uh, debriefing. You're, you're poking holes into the debrief. <laughs> yeah, like with how technical all this is and how heavily detailed the descriptions are on the monsters, and yet this key scene isn't, is kind of glossed over a little bit. Like, there's yeah. a door. We can't open it. We're going to wait until they get here to open it. And that's yeah. about it. I mean, it's described that it's bronze and it has the, the coat of arms on it and it has words on it and everything. I just would like a little more description. That's fair. And I mean, like to to your point, like I I don't know why this was mentioned. It's like I mean, it could just be that the writer like just didn't think about it. Um, oh, it's entirely possible. Yeah. 
I mean, this thing, like, that's kind of like what I see, like, they're constantly getting edited and, like, uh, like uh, added onto. So maybe mm. sometime down the road, somebody will, like, decide to, like, add that bit of an, that extra bit of information if, if nudged. Wink, wink, yeah, nudge, sure. nudge there, gamer. You should maybe go on the SCP Foundation and, like, hey, guys, can you change this? Or you can add a little bit more detail here. I edit this myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we lose Gamer in Yellow to the SCP Foundation. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, now SCP-1. Let's read it and go over it. Okay, that needs to be changed. SCP-2. <laughs> go over everything. Gone. Yeah. It's gone. And then Gamer in Yellow became an SCP. The grammar in yellow. <laughs> yes. Now I want to make you a... Now I want to make that a, a document. <laughs> Just... Well, at least have a title card idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make like an SCP like article kind of thing, and just have like the grammar in yellow, uh, like, but it's like, all, it's all, it's just all redacted all the way down. <laughs> wow. But either way, moving on. Yeah. To uh, the third log with the soldiers inside the crypt now, or inside the bronze door, past that, <laughs> and um, up to this point, I thought the creatures were. Like more, like it says at the start that they're predatory and stuff like that. But and because they were like taking people and disemboweling them and not like leaving their bodies and shit, I was thinking that they were going to be way more animalistic and quote unquote um, traditional monster like, where they just show up, eat, bail, you know, yeah. kind of like a like an actual animal, you know. Hmm. But then. Yeah. Then they're like, oh shit, we hear something, we should go hide. I'm like, oh crap, there's going to be a horde of monsters coming in. And then there's like, it's like children with <laughs> a trumpets and that dude holding up. a banner. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a blood feast. <laughs> it's a blood court, basically. Yeah, it, it kind of threw me for a loop, because I was expecting the complete opposite. Yeah. I was expecting like pure animalistic creatures and it's like nobility. <laughs> yeah, mutated horrible nobility that are just like, uh, ooh, I would love a, a, a cauldron full of live squirming deformed babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, just oh, it's so movie. terrible. Like, that's so fucking creepy. Like, uh, uh. Hmm. It is kind of yeah. weird. That, like, yeah, like, I, I wonder if, like, because they do steal people from the surface. But I wonder what, if they if they encounter like resistance, they just straight up kill them and eat them there. Like they go into a little That's bit of what a happened. Blood. Yeah, that is kind of what happened. But I'm I'm surprised that we didn't get like more information about that. Like the like, one guy like failed his hide check and was hiding behind a harp. And oh the- no, I didn't mean that. I meant for the uh, when when we we're up on the street where like the two agents were like wiped out by one of these creatures, but their bodies were left. Like uh, one was decapitated. And in the river, and the other one like lo- like was disemboweled, but like and like slinked over to an alleyway and died. But they weren't. Yeah. Ta- I'm surprised they weren't just taken like the other people. So I wonder if like, um, convenience. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I, well, I wonder. I almost wonder if like it, it might. It almost would have been better if they had been taken. Like, and there was just like yes. some blood smears or something where they were, um, because that way we still get the tracker because they they have a tracker. Yeah. So it kind of. It is weird that they left the bodies because they wouldn't. Yeah, because it, it seems like they pick everything clean. Yeah, they, and they're like they're they're always looking for new like sources of meat. Well, so. actually, they don't always because um in a later entry, and there was the the guy that was in a cabin, and he had like nine women who were like that killed was, on there. 
Yeah, that was like okay. Let's just straight up like he was impregnating these these people to like change to increase the uh, the population of these. Of course people. he was. Yeah, but my point is like they still were ninety percent intact. Yeah, well, because they was like I think that's that actually kind of delves into like an idea that like there's there's um there's different kind of like culture kits or like different kind of like methods that each vault has or like each hive has like the ones that that, that were in Vienna. We're all about basically like the food and banquet and stuff like that. Whereas the one in the in in the Black Forest in Germany, uh, it was more like one of those um, uh, wasps or spider wasps that will like um, basically inject their babies into a, into a, into a, its prey. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, it was like basically there's different like methods or insanities and tactics um, that each each of these hives seem to employ. Um, yeah. just depending like on the forest was just about like procreation. Yeah, exactly. Like there's cause, and that one was also the one that introduced that there was a queen, like, um, whereas so, like the, yeah, like it, it might just depend on like who's running the show kind of thing. Hmm. For sure. And yeah, the whole scene with the, the forest was gruesome to think about. Like yeah. babies were essentially eight, they chest bursted. Yeah. The womb. Oh yeah, it's straight up like it. Was, I was definitely getting some like flashbacks to Dead Space, where you go into like the maternity ward of the the space station, and there's just like zombie babies or zombie alien babies. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant. <laughs> Doesn't sound pleasant at all. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Back to my original point. Um, Sorry. Them being noble instead of them being uh, animalistic. At the time, I thought it was kind of silly, but after, like, I felt like I was one of the soldiers sitting there just watching this all unfold, so it was actually pretty immersive in that uh, aspect. Yeah. The soldiers were also just sitting there because they couldn't really do anything. But, um, yeah, the more I kind of uh, watched it all unfold and saw the creatures, I got more into it, so it's not as silly. You got more, cre- you got a little more, bit more creeped from that. Yeah, yeah. Because the easy way to do monsters is it's like a a dark creature with red eyes and it acts like an animal. That's the yeah. cheap way out. If you can put horror out there without doing any of those, yeah. then that's good on you. Like, can you just imagine like being one of like the team members who's like hiding behind the curtain and look out and see that eighteen, uh, your your buddy eighteen. Like gets picked up by one of these creatures from behind the harpsichord and like by the head, and then just starts going down its gullet feet first, <laughs> and like yeah. none of them are rea- none of the other creatures are reacting because they're they're too deafened by their own cacophony of noise. Mm-hmm. To hear the screaming. That guy didn't man. do anything. He he eventually he did. did something. Yeah, no, he eventually did. But oh, yeah. I mean, at the moment, he didn't struggle. It just sounded like he just sort of went stiff, and then it's so, okay. Yeah, that's the case where like he failed his sand check and he entered a fugue state. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then and then he snapped out of it when he was inside the stomach of this creature and like fumbled for for a grenade. Jeez. Oh yeah, it did say that those are like a really tall creature. So his stomach is as big as a man. Oh, my God, it's so fucking terrifying. <laughs> Unless he, well, he's probably in there like a fetal position kind of deal, right? Yeah, or like yeah, at the very least, like squirming and stuff. Yeah. Still, like, I, I could see. I actually, I did get a little bit of like comedy of him just like going like down this like hole down this thing's gullet. I was like, really? Like, but at the same time, I was like, no, that would be really horrifying. Like, I've seen graboids do the same thing. 
yeah. I'm just like replace, and I've like I've seen like monsters, like humanoid monsters, do similar things. Like, uh, uh, there's a movie um, where like this woman turns out to be like a half human, half snake thing, and so like she just like mm. opens her jaw like inhumanly and starts eating this little girl like head yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, 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 creepy. It is. Um. What else is there? I don't really have anything else written down. Oh, I guess that's about the end of my notes. Yeah, I think I think we've covered the majority of like what happened in the story, um, and like wh- what you could take from it. Mm. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll go into actual thoughts or not actual. Th- I guess we'll go into uh, <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> not mm. to repeat ourselves. <laughs> Um. Yeah, guys, read this. I, I recommend it. <laughs> like, I I absolutely enjoyed um reading this. Um, like I was there was no point where I was like uh like paused or like distracted uh, from outside like stimulus. Like I was just engaged into the story because I wanted to like it. Like the debriefings are really interesting. Um. I love how the how the story how this entry like gives us detailed descriptions after giving us the scientific words like they it it it, it doesn't it, it holds your hand but in a good way like it, it 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 elaborates on like the scientific words it's using so it's not just doing techno babble or medical yeah. jargon for you my my tiny note on that was I like the red numbers to get more info on the techie terms it lets the reader stay in the story and not have to Google everything exactly yeah I I loved that it had that um. Yeah, I, I I could see this being used in Delta Green um, or in Shadowrun if you if you felt so creatively inclined. Um, but there's also a ton of other games. Like again, Zweihander would be interesting if you wanted to do like a more like medieval version of it. Like set it in the time period when these things were just starting to be like like starting to gain like um, or like basically off the hop. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool little monster. Um, that is basically just a, co- a social commentary on the rich are corrupt and monstrous. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm down. I recommend this. Mikey, the stands for evil. Your final recommendations. Um, well, I'm going to recommend this as well, but mostly because there's more of a story to this than some SCP entries we've done before. Mm-hmm. Um. So it it gets that level of immersion that you can actually see the sort of SWAT team going in and making mistakes. Yeah. Well, didn't really make too many mistakes, honestly. Yeah. Well, except for the guy behind the harp. I mean, okay. I'm sorry, but if you're in like a panic, like like they they did the best they could. The majority of them survived, but they had we had to have one red shirt die to see how bad these guys these things were. Yeah. Yeah. Like otherwise, perfect, like, like yeah. they weren't operating out of Derpland. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, these were not Derpland uh, agents. These were no like professionals. Hmm. I'm not going to, uh, and I mean, he he even he does uh, eighteen number eighteen, um, Android eighteen. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's eighteen. If I'm being wrong, future me just like scoff right here and tell me that I'm wrong. Uh, nope, past cultist. For once, you were right. Uh, according to the SCP entry, uh, it was Sigma Six Agent Eighteen. So yeah, good job.
thank you. Um, but or screw you, <laughs> one or the yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this this agent that got eaten um, did redeem himself by by starting off the uh, the panic uh, with an explode by like uh, coup de, by like coup de growing the monster he was in and himself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So and and that would that did give uh, give the others an opportunity to like basically deal with the rest of them because they were all like skittish and panicked. So yeah. Honestly, it was probably one of the better SCP intri- uh, like uh, encounters like the agents have had. Yeah, yeah. they weren't like <laughs> flying in a helicopter, shooting a heavy caliber sniper rifle at a running target and yeah. shit. Like yeah. it was all realistic stuff that I could see actually happening. Yeah, which adds to the immersion. And and like really like out of like they only lost like three uh, like maybe three uh, three agents in total, which is probably pretty good for. Uh, for uh for it for a run for like a, a mission <laughs> in this first instance yes yeah yeah for a mm-hmm. first contact encounter with a monster or an scp entity uh i'm surprised the the kill count for the agents wasn't higher <laughs> i mean after 3288 they got their shit together yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh oh actually one thing um so the 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 team in, in question um the uh uh, they're called Sigma Six or the Hell Singers. Not gonna lie, I was—I almost said the Hell Jumpers <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean they are kind of the same kind of like squad. Like they're—they're they're sent into like like life-threatening, like suicidal missions. Some cases, so mm-hmm. first into hell. Yep. Mesh. Um, I like that they use the Sigma symbol to yeah. abbreviate their names too. Yeah. Pretty good. So that was a recommendation from you, Mikey? Yep. All right. Um, and Gamer? I will also recommend it. Um, I like that there's the heavy description on the creature. There, it's an SCP. They study it, so there, it should be heavily described. I shouldn't have to ask questions when all the information is there, unless the information is redacted. Which it's not in this as we talked about. Yeah, uh, I like hearing the thought processes of the creatures, and uh, like why they do what they do, and why they're expanding out to eat more than just their own. Stand at first, but after reading again and understanding what he's trying to say, basically just like because their bloodline is so strong, it doesn't matter. They can eat what the fuck they want. They're yeah. still gonna be strong. So they're gonna—they're making everyone one of them. Yeah, they basically see themselves as the superior species, um, and they don't even consider hu- the rest of humanity the same thing. Like, or meat. We're just meat to them. Like we're just a food source. Like it's very, very much a vampire culture. Like we're just cattle to them. Hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I also liked um, just another thing I, I just remembered from the interviews uh, when hmm. the car- I liked the uh, the the side commentary we got. <laughs> Or like kind of like the side thing that like where like the uh the the interviewer would be like like he's he's commentating on like uh, the interview kind of thing. It's like he's like uh, it's like uh well my name is uh is King um uh I can't remember his name was it Molner or something like that M- or M- M- uh, <laughs> it's M. yeah do you have it up uh, still <laughs> Bias Moser oh yeah uh, my name is King Moser it's like uh, and then like there's a, a quick little comment it's like. I felt that it was necessary to uh, keep up a um, um, uh, the lie 
um, to uh, to keep coaxing the, uh, the delusion these creatures seem to have. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, I, I liked those kind of little commentary things that they were added because it's like, again, it adds a little bit more character to the interviewer and also mm. like to the, um, it, it makes sense. Like if, if I was like show, presenting this this interview to like my superiors, I would definitely be commenting on things like I, that I did in the in the, in the report. Exactly. Like, what the hell? This guy's not a king. What's wrong with him? Yeah, I, I obviously I had to lie. <laughs> it's like I, I had to lie for this. Like I'm sorry. Like and and they and like the, I feel like the superiors are like understood. <laughs> like yeah. like we get it. <laughs> These things are really fucked up and weird. Yeah, that's what I like about this. The whole thing feels legit. Yeah, I mean a lot of SCPs do, but. Some of them we read, there's sections that feel off, but there's really nothing off in this. Well, we we did bring up before recording that like it looked like this one had been edited as as like more as recently as like twenty or as like two weeks ago, four days ago. Yeah, four days ago. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it makes sense. Like like that's again the thing about SCP like entries is they do get like looked at by thousands of people, and the the people that are able to like to fix things like they go in and fix like issues and grammar uh, issues and stuff mm. but when you've got 3000 plus articles like you're going to miss stuff so <laughs> or yeah, uh, you're not going to see something so yeah no it's a it's it's a this is definitely one of the 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 more like well developed i think of and there are a ton of well developed ones that we have covered and ones that we haven't covered but this one is definitely a highlight mm. I think my only issue with this is the 15 centimeter tall teeth. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, uh, I, I did kind of get like, so he's Baraka. <laughs> oh, because Baraka has sharp teeth. That's true. Yeah, it is like, it's like basically, it's, it's Baraka if his teeth were, were, were like human teeth, not sharp Baraka teeth. Baraka is a herbivore <laughs> or an omnivore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If Baraka was, a her- was an omnivore. Yeah. Oh, I like, didn't even. Or maybe like double the size. That's still a huge increase. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's it's okay because it gives that huge grin, but it's not ridiculously huge. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even get into the width of the teeth either because they're six times the width as well, right? Unless it's just one way. Because it's not described. Yeah. But they it's could still described. be thin. They could still be thin, but really long teeth. Yeah, so the elaboration is a little too much on the uh, on their um, their teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. They went a little overboard with the, uh, the 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 sizing of the teeth on this one. In my opinion, if the teeth were smaller but still big and maybe sharper, because like over centuries of eating just flesh, maybe they would evolve a little bit through their mutations to be sharper. Yeah, because they're not omnivores anymore; they only eat flesh. Like I'm trying, I'm actually, I'm right now looking at the at, at Charcoalman's uh, nightmare fuel story like images because they're on like mm-hmm. on if you if you SC, if you Google this SCP three two eight eight you'll get a ton of like Google images that are by um, Charcoalman. Um, Done so many, it's awesome. And I'm trying to see like like those teeth don't look like they're six times the size of normal teeth, but they look like they'd work. For you mean the side shot? Yeah. Is that six times? You think? Uh, of the one, like the, the the queen monarchy kind of looking one, the side profile view with the sharp yeah. teeth and the tongue. Yeah. Uh. You see, those are also sharp. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. And then, like, yeah, 
maybe the other two guys, like the ones, uh, the ones above that one, uh, in our Discord, uh, it's we have a couple of them. Um, it's uh, like the the pompous looking dude with like the yellow teeth, like or like the uh, the knight <laughs> that's yes. just like bubbling flesh over his like armor. <laughs> Yeah, it looks awesome. Oh, it's so good, man. Charcoal Man, you are you are awesome. Like this is some <laughs> straight up nightmare fuel. But yeah, see, those are long teeth and they're not sharp. Yeah. I don't think those are sharp. They look kind of flat. They're kind of jagged at, at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones uh, I, I zoomed in a little bit, yeah, they're more just jagged, like gnashing teeth. They're not like sharp mm. teeth. Like, if, if that's the way they're meant to be explained, great. They don't come across that way because there's a lot of description in this, but it's not specific enough. Yeah. They're six times size. Great. But they're, are, are they also thin? You know? Because if they're yeah. thin, it still looks cool and, and scary and not ridiculous. Yeah, because that's fucking... That's also that was really the problem. Yeah, because like, when there's too many teeth, that's also a problem. Like, that's also very unnerving. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I really liked it. Um, again, the Teeth description is basically the only thing I would change. I like the lore. It's basically the, a mix of Killing Floor lore with the Vault of Fallout <laughs> really and alien-like chestbursters. Oh my with god! A little bit of Left for Dead with the helicopter crash situation. Yeah. It's like a loading screen between levels. <laughs> you know, I, I just realized it's it's kill. Now I want to run this. Damn it! It's Killing Floor set in Zweihander. <laughs> yeah. Like it's killing floor, but like set in the 1700s. <laughs> not like I want to. I want to run that Zweihander game now. Damn it! Pretty much, yeah. Because uh, Leopold <laughs> is the patriarch, and he uh, he's making all of these creations. Yeah. For his own insane needs, and like, like there's vaults all across the all across his kingdom, his empire. Oh. Like yeah, and it's just vaults of these like because like the way the nature of their breeding, like they're basically like clones because they basically just uh, like bat clones because they can breed so fast. Like they can yeah, breed they like it's like multiple like grown in just a number of months, I believe. Yeah, was it, was it? I thought it was weeks. The weeks or months? <laughs> the gestation period, I think, was like three to four weeks. <laughs> I might have maybe I read that wrong, but uh, no, two three weeks. You're right. Holy shit! Yeah, that's terrifying. That's like that's a clone. <laughs> that's like that's like bat cloning. It says they're they're sexually mature, sixteen to twenty months. Yeah, so they're yeah, so basically you have all Their these gestation like gestation period is two to three weeks. So that's. God the fetus out yeah no baby you know Uh, yeah i think i think my takeaway from this is that i want to run zweihander and (laughs) and and run like and have these be like the main threat the ye old killing floor yeah ye okay yeah that's basically (laughs) what what is it uh what would be like a good name for that it's like um uh yeah i guess ye old killing floor (laughs) like i'm trying to think of like an old timey name for that um I, I can't think of one though. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> the butcher's block. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> butcher's block. Yeah, I might change it. I might change it to that or like, um, uh, yeah. It, it's anyway, referring to a block as in like a block in a town that's being targeted. A block in a town, but it also like a butcher's block is like the the sla- the the giant wooden slab that they put the uh, the animals onto. Like, well, I get it, but I mean, yeah. dual meaning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And oh, God damn it. Damn it, gamer. I want to run this game for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> this might be what I do for, I eventually run for Zweihander because I have the book. Yeah. Of course I have the book. <laughs> um, all right. So I think our takeaway is we, we recommend this 
Um, it's yes. great for reading. It's great for um, taking ideas from it and like fodder from it for uh, for like a game scenario. I could see like like a lot of the game scenario kind of stuff. I could also see like somebody writing a story about these creatures in different timelines. Like different encounters could be done. Um, mm. As it is also like story wise, like this, it, there is a story to this one. Like like Mikey said, like uh, it's uh, we we are presented with not just an entry of like a of a of a of a cool looking creature, but also um, we're presented with like a story in an epistolary format, like different logs of of various types. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it really works for that. Uh, if you are of the RPG um, mindset and like like to borrow from like SCP entries and stuff like that, 100%. This is a good, like rich soil to take from. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess three out of three would recommend. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that was this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. You can also... Send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Um, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, Reddit no sleep entries, the works. Um, I would like to thank Charcoal Man for doing up those crazy uh, nightmare fuel like illustrations of these and these SCP entries and more, um, and for suggesting this one particularly. Uh, and you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. Uh, the Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow without the W because his name is really long. That it is. And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can uh, help support the show on Patreon. Uh, go to Patreon and select the backer you'd like to support us at. We have extra content, early access, special episodes, uh, dependent on the tier. To our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to the listeners of our show and the authors of these entries and stories, thank you guys immensely, because without your listenership, we really wouldn't have much of a show. And without your stories and entries from the SCP, we really wouldn't have much of a show. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>